if DeSantis runs, I think Donald Trump has to go for blood. May the odds forever be in your favor. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. This is quite early. Uh, he waited right after the midterms, but this is kind of quite early. Uh, I wonder why he decided to, to do it so early. <laughs> so many incredible friends and family here tonight it's such a beautiful thing it's some people say how do you speak before so many people all the time if when there's love in the room it's really easy if you want to know the really I, I i feel like as if donald trump is having a more reserved demeanor than before uh, he seems a little more relaxed, I would say. Um, but it's not to say that we haven't had Donald Trump give us that relaxed version of himself. Uh, I'm really curious to see exactly what his run in 2024 is going to be like. Is he coming strong and hard like he did in the 2016 uh, election? Or is he going to be trying to take a more presidential role as far as like being reserved and being very careful of what he says. Is he going to be calling people names? Is it the classic Trump? Uh, I'm really curious on see to see how this actually plays out. And it, I have to ask the question. Everybody seems to want Ron DeSantis to run. I'm not sure if DeSantis has said if he's going to run or not. And I'm curious to see exactly what is he thinking? And, do Republicans really want to see a Donald Trump versus DeSantis? You ought to try it sometime. <laughs> Together, we will be taking on the most corrupt forces and entrenched interests imaginable. <laughs> Our country is in a horrible state. We're in grave trouble. This is not a task for a politician or a conventional candidate. This is a task for a great movement that embodies the courage, confidence, and the spirit of the American people. This is a movement. This is not for any one individual. This is a job for tens of millions of proud people working together from all across the land and from all walks of life, young and old, black and white, Hispanic and Asian, many of whom we have <laughs> brought together for the very, very first time. All right, so it's very clear. And I think this is a, a good line that he decided to be very inclusive. I'm not one of those people who think diversity is our strength and diversity everywhere you look. And if only we just had more representation of minority groups, then everything is going to work out fine. But I think that Donald Trump has realized that there is a large percentage of people within minority groups who are willing to give him a chance, who actually took the time to vote for him. And I'm not saying that he ignored this early on, but what I'm saying is, He's coming out of the gate, starting off with, you know, Asians, Blacks. He's trying to create a cohesive movement and allow people to feel included in this movement, which I think can't hurt him. If you look at the numbers, if you look at what's happened with Hispanic, with African-American. Oh, wow. My bad, man. I, I'm sorry to hear you got COVID, brother. I hope um, I hope it passes through and all is good. You're young, hopefully healthy. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, 
I, I'm not sure that DeSantis is going to run. I'm really not sure if DeSantis is going to run. I'm not making any bets, but I'm erring towards the side that I don't think DeSantis wants to, to, to get into the limelight with Donald Trump right here, right now. But I could be wrong, but DeSantis just took a big win in Florida. So I don't see a reason why he would mess that up right now, especially knowing that he's going to get in the mud with Donald Trump. From a political standpoint, I don't think that's a smart move for DeSantis. But I don't know who's in his ear. And I don't know how many people is pushing him towards a run for president. And if he does run, things will get a lot more interesting. With Asian, and just look at what's happening. This is a party that has become much bigger, much stronger, much more powerful, can do much more good for our country. This is a job for grandmothers and construction workers, firefighters, builders, teachers, doctors, and farmers who cannot stay quiet any longer. You can't stay quiet any longer. You're angry about what's happening to our country. Our country is being destroyed before your very eyes. This is, uh, and I'm looking at it from a political lens on this with Donald Trump. I'm looking at it purely political, whether you like Donald Trump or don't like Donald Trump. I think that his messaging right now is a good message. I think that he should focus on, hey, the people who are currently running our country right now is not doing a good job. And these are the things that I'm going to promise you. And it's going to be a coalition built of many different people, like the average working man, like the teacher, the construction worker, like things of that sort. And he already has the reputation of being able to destroy his opponents in debates and things of that sort. So we know that side of Donald Trump. Now Donald Trump can give us a side of him that's more so inclusive and say, hey, you know, for those of you who think I did a good job, I'm willing to go back to work. I'm willing to get back in the office and, you know, handle business. But at the same time, I am going to leave back some of the divisive uh, comments that I had in my prior administration. Can he pull that off? I'm not sure. Because when when people start to speak against Trump and they start to attack Trump, Donald Trump will attack back. And I'm pretty sure whoever's running against Donald Trump is going to try to bait and bait him into having a, a, a very negative campaign. A political fight with Trump won't be good for DeSantis, nor would it be good for Trump. Yeah, I think it's a lose-lose situation on both sides. And whoever's running the Republican Party will have to notice. And I think that they're on the same mindset that I am, you know? I think Trump should really focus on the kill the drug dealers message. That'll be great for our country. <laughs> I got both Davis in the house. <laughs> Angry about what's happening to our country. Our country is being destroyed before your very eyes. It's a job for every aspiring young person and every hardworking parent, for every entrepreneur and underappreciated police officer who is ready to shout for safety in America. The police are being treated so badly. I figured he would touch on the whole police situation. I think that he's going to continuously be the, the, the candidate that says, I'm for law and order and I support the police. I think that he knows he has a, a strong message with that one especially when a lot of people feel as if crime is getting out of hand and a lot of people are suffering from crime wave that's happening in certain cities, especially big cities. So there are going to be a lot of people that that message appeals to. I think hitting uh, policing and crime is a big win. Being inclusive is a big win. And also being able to go after his opponents with class is going to be a big win for Donald Trump. Can he toe that line? I'm not sure. And then that's not even including if DeSantis runs. 
that's a totally different scenario. If DeSantis runs, I think Donald Trump has to go for blood because at this point, DeSantis, I would argue, is a more popular choice for a lot of Republicans or safer choice for a lot of Republicans. Um, so he's going to have to try to destroy DeSantis somehow. And he's going to drag down the image of DeSantis in the process, while also he's going to drag down his own image because going after DeSantis is going to make all the people who support DeSantis dislike Trump. It's a hard scenario to be in. The best possible situation, both of those guys be cordial and they don't really slug it out. They do just enough to make it seem like I'm a better candidate and talk about what their plans are and why their plan is better than their opponents instead of going directly after each other. But this is politics. I highly doubt that that's going to work for law and order, but committed multiple crimes. <laughs> Man, you show me a you show me a politician who ain't guilty or something. <laughs> but that's not to belittle the, uh, the fact that Donald Trump does have a history of uh, questionable behavior that people should definitely pay attention to. Of course, Trump could rail hard against DeSantis and immediately the left will love DeSantis. John McCain was mustache man from German in Germany in 2008 and Mitt Romney was mustache man in 2012. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's, 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 it's a hard one to swallow. But also, will Joe Biden run again in 2024? I'm going to act under the assumption that they will run Joe Biden in 2024, especially if it's against Donald Trump. The question is, do Joe Biden want to run in 2024? And does he have the will to carry out a whole campaign and to run another and to serve for another four years? Eh. Joe Biden never necessarily gave me that impression that he planned on doing two terms, but I could be wrong. Um, I don't see too many superstars in the Democrat Party right now that stand above the rest. And then it would be bad optics to put somebody in place of Joe Biden. It's a, it's a tough one. These are great people. They can straighten out the crime. They're the ones that know how to do it. We have to give them back their respect and their dignity. Mm -hmm. This will not be my campaign. This will be our campaign altogether. See, one thing about Donald Trump that I think that most people, especially his opposition, should always have taken note. People felt as if Donald Trump was a part of their team. Now, a lot of people made the argument that Donald Trump's uh, a rich uh, multi-millionaire or billionaire, and he has nothing in common with the common man. But how he spoke, the type of things he spoke about, a lot of people who consider themselves to be the average day man and woman, especially on the right, felt as if he understood or at least he took note of their issues. And he wasn't just telling them something and not taking into consideration of how they really felt. Now, I think that's also a strong thing that Donald Trump is doing that I think works. Keep reminding people that we are in this together. We. Now. Every president should do this. And I think every president tries to do this to the fullest extent of their ability. And one of the issues is some presidents or some presidential candidates don't necessarily translate very well to the populace. Uh, Donald Trump is a populist candidate. We know this. And um, he has a, a populist uh, appeal. 
And that's one of the things that he has working for him. If he loses that, he's in trouble. If he keeps that, he's good. The only issue is if Donald Trump goes back to being the old Donald Trump and the one who's mudslinging, um, it's going to be hard to win over some of those independents and some of those people he needs to come over to his coalition. Some of the same people who voted for Joe Biden in 2016. I mean, 2020. Uh, so now you got to pick and choose. Now, are you going to be the party man? Are you going to be the guy for the, uh, the just the Republicans? Or are you going to be a party for the people that independents can feel confident in voting for? That's something that he has to decide. And it may cause him to lose some support on the right, especially when you have somebody like DeSantis in the wings. Because the only force strong enough to <laughs> defeat the massive corruption we are up against is you, the American people. It's true. The American people, the greatest people on earth. We love them all. And we love both sides. We're going to bring Thanks for the follow, together. Claire. We're going to unify people. And it was happening in the previous administration, previous to the previous. And uh, what was bringing them together was success. Prior to COVID coming in, the people were calling me. That were calling me. You wouldn't believe it. People that were so far left, I figured they'd never speak to me and I would never speak <laughs> to them. But our success was so incredible, like never before. And then COVID started coming in from China. All right. So usually when a person makes a speech, it usually starts off very empowering. It, it starts off very, uh, let's say, unifying and focusing on the strength. And then you start to get into the the, the weeds. It seems like Donald Trump is about to get into the weeds, right, about COVID and who knows, right? Who knows what Donald Trump is going to say? But I will say, I think another strategic thing that he can do in this campaign going forward is to avoid the 2020 election. Let's not talk about anything to do with him believing that the election was stolen or rigged or any of that. I think he has to reinvent himself as the winner. And one thing about one thing about it, two things for sure. Regardless if the 2020 election was rigged or not, you have to be understanding that we we are beyond that point right now. We are past the Rubicon. So his focus needs to be what's in front of him and what's in the future. He has to stay away from the past because the one thing that you don't want to do is remind a bunch of the people who didn't vote for you why they didn't vote for you, right? That's the biggest thing that he's going to have to avoid. now. His opposition is going to want him to talk about it. They're going to want to put it in his face, and they're going to want to try to beat him over the head with it. I can guarantee you the 2020 election and it being rigged and stolen and all of the things that Donald Trump said is going to be a major talking point in the opposition. The question is, is he prepped? How does he respond? Does he yield ground and say it wasn't stolen? Does he ignore it altogether? Or does he come up with the, or does he stick with it? That's a tough one. It's a tough one. We call it the China virus. Some people call it other things, but it was devastating and we built it back and did an incredible job. But when people say Republicans or Democrats or liberals or conservatives, <laughs> I say we can all get together. And we were doing that. That was happening just prior because the success was greater than this country has ever had. We will leapfrog in China and leapfrog in everybody else. And everybody wanted a piece of it.
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, and I mean this, right? The bottom of my heart, right? I have a strong feeling that if coronavirus didn't show up, Donald Trump would have won the 2020 election. I think if you take away two things, and I'm not belittling what these things are, I'm just saying. In a, in, a, in, a, in a fictional world, a hypothetical world where things turn out differently. If you took away George Floyd and you took away the coronavirus, Donald Trump would have been president for 2020. I really do believe that. I really strongly have that inclination. Could I be wrong? Of course I could be. But I think the thing that hurt Donald Trump the most was those two things. But just as I promised in 2016, I am your voice. I am your voice. The Washington establishment wants to silence us, but we will not let them do that. What we have built together over the past six years is the greatest movement in history because it is not about politics. It's about our love for this great country, America, and we're not going to let it fail. This is another thing that I think that Donald Trump has always been good at and something that I wish that every politician would get better at, expressing a true love for country. Now, it can be taboo in certain circles where people feel as if expressing loyalty and love for your country can be like scoffed at or looked down upon. But you should be able to have some kind of pride in your country. You should at least say, hey, you know, I'm happy to be an American. I love the fact that I live in this country. It ain't perfect, but there are things that I want to fix or there are things that we need to work on. But overall, I share some solidarity with my fellow Americans because we're in this together, right? And I see that there are a lot of Democrat uh, politicians who have attempted this line. Joe Biden attempted this line. I don't think he was as effective as he would like to have been. See, but there's a sense of authenticity from Donald Trump when he said he loves America. Now, people will argue, well, Donald Trump did this and Donald Trump did that. Most of the time, it's not about what you did. It's mostly how you made people feel. That's the art of politics. It's about how you make people feel. And Donald Trump, whether you like him or dislike him, he made people feel something strongly. And like they say, Joe Biden ain't been moving no merch. <laughs> I am running because I believe the world has not yet seen the true glory of mm -hmm. what this nation can be. We have not reached that pinnacle, believe it or not. In fact, we can go very far. We're going to have to go far. First, we have to get out. Your comment uh, reminds me of something Dave Chappelle said on, his, uh, on Saturday and I stand up and he said that uh, Joe, uh, Hillary Clinton and Obama was sitting there saying uh, the system isn't uh, rigged or whatever the case may be. And Donald Trump was like, I know because I use it, right? <laughs> and people are just looking for that authenticity. It's hard to be authentic as a politician and go against um, to go against the establishment or to go against the political giant of the government because you are a part of the government. I think that was another thing that Donald Trump appealed to being an outsider. I wouldn't necessarily call uh, Joe, uh, I wouldn't call Donald Trump an outsider at this point. He's been president of the United States and he's been heavily involved in politics for a lot of his life, but very heavily 
since he got elected and right before he got elected up until this point, he's been de definitely active in the political scene. So he, he's privy to a lot of the inside system and he's, he's definitely a part of the establishment at this point. In fact, we can go very far. We're going to have to go far. First, we have to get out of this ditch. And once we're out, you'll see things that nobody imagined for any country. It's called the United States of America, and it's an incredible place. All right. So I think that that speech itself was very mellow, um, very relaxed, toned. It wasn't uh, angry. It wasn't a shouting match. I think it was a very... Uh, I think it was a healthy way to kickstart his run for 2024. What does that mean going forward? I don't know. I would heavily um, tell any of you, if you're either going to vote for Donald Trump or not, I think that most of us should wait until it's time to vote to decide on who we're going to vote for. That's the whole point of these candidates running in the first place, for that you can make up your mind about it. I know some people already have their mindset on who they're going to vote for if they run, and that's cool. That's that's very understanding. But you have the option to wait it out and see how things go, and then you can decide for yourself where your vote should be and when um, you feel as if the right arguments have been made to convince you. There's going to be a lot of promises made. There's going to be a lot of arguing, a lot of ads and bickering back and forth. But the beautiful thing about it is at the end of the day, after all the information is in, you get to make your decision. So we'll see how Donald Trump evolves. We'll see how he does in his 2024 run. And I wish him nothing but the best. I wish all the candidates nothing but the best. And may the odds forever be in your favor. So let me know. Do what do y'all y'all think y'all might vote for Donald Trump in 2024 or not? This video is brought to you by Hobby Lobby Apparel. You can click the link in the description below or go to the link down at the bottom of the screen. Every time you shop, you support the show, but you also get to look fly at the same time. Whether you got pets, whether you got children, or you're looking for something yourself, Hobby Lobby Apparel has something for everybody. One in a million, a million, the one villain. Too hot to be in the kitchen. I'll end up melting the ceiling.